0: Cool. I'm a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 5 I'm just Captain Fun. I guess.
1: wear a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like to have point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it's it. What the hook How do you, you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Paulie Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fontes. We welcome you into a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation, game day edition of the show. We've got uh, a loaded show for you. Four guests. John Schmelk, reporter, host for the New York Giants at 12.15. Alan Griffin, SU assistant coach, 12.45. Elena Getzenberg, Bills beat reporter for ESPN at 1 o'clock. And then Jones Angel, voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels at 1.30. Plus, we'll mix in your phone calls throughout at 315-437-7644. It's going on, Paulie. Not
1: much. You skipped over the biggest segment we've ever created on this. We're going to play the match game. It's game day. So we'll do the Syracuse-North Carolina match game. It's funny, we we were just
0: about to go on the air and you said, what are we leading with today? And then the, the open hit and we didn't have a chance to talk about. What do you mean, what are we leading with today? We're leading with Syracuse and North Carolina. This is a must win, right? I mean, it's a huge game. You, I, I hate that term, must win, but it, it's a huge game. You're
1: either playing for a chance to get on the bubble or a one or two seed in the NIT at this point. Right? So th- this this three-game stretch is really important. It's
0: not just tonight. It's really... It's tonight, it's VATEC, it's Virginia, all within the, the course of this next week. And they have the potential to all be quad one opportunities. Tonight technically is not right now. North Carolina's 32 in the net rankings. Top 30 it, or, you know fall in the quad one when it's a home game. But by the end of the year, it could move into quad one. Virginia Tech on the road, that's going to be a quad one. They beat Duke last night. They're 50th right now. And Virginia here, that's going to be a quad one. So you've got an opportunity potentially for three quad one games in a row here. You've got a goose egg in that category right now. You've Let's got get them no all. wins. Um, this is a huge stretch. So, you know, there's a lot of basketball between now and early March, but what happens over the course of this next week could go a long way toward determining whether or not this team is is in position to go to the tournament or not.
1: Yeah, they will firmly be
0: on the bubble if they go 3-0, and right? You would think so, uh, that they would move up in into the conversation. If you go from zero quad one wins to three in the span of a week, um, that would also put you, you know, nine and three in the conference. You would be, you know, probably in second place at Let's that point. Let's do it. Um, that is, uh, yeah, I think you would you would feel much better about your position. Um, they did crack the top one hundred of the net rankings. Yes, they're, they're 99th right now. Look at them. Look um, at them go. You know, and some of that, I'm sure, they were helped by the fact Virginia Tech won last night against Duke. Now they got to go down and they got to beat Virginia Tech um, again. Again, and uh, and try to pick up a quad. And they'll one. be it, sour
1: because Syracuse already smoked them,
0: yeah. But it starts tonight, and um, and this is a huge game. And and Vegas has it is essentially a toss up. It opened up at four and a half, it, it, the line is down to three. You know, I, I was going on before we came on the show and looking at various predictions of you know, national services around the country. A lot of them like Syracuse in this game tonight, which I don't know how I feel about that, but um. This feels like a very winnable game. It, it should be the, the best environment that we've seen inside the Dome all year. You know, certainly a marquee name. you got the students back on campus. This is going
1: to be a, a big-game atmosphere tonight, and they got to take advantage of it. I don't feel so great about it, Steve, just because North Carolina is always, always a horrible matchup for Syracuse. Yeah. They're big, strong, physical guys that like to rebound, get second-chance points. And it always works against Syracuse's lanky zone. And Syracuse isn't exactly a physical rebounding team this year. Right. Um, and, and they're, they're going to need some help. I mean, we
0: know Jesse Edwards has, has been very, very good this season down low, and Malik Brown has come on. And and I would expect that – I think we're going to see a lot of Malik Brown tonight. Um, you know, we have been. He, he didn't play a whole heck of a lot against Miami. Outside of that, he's played a ton of minutes of late – And he's done his job, and he's not afraid to be physical. And they, you know, this this might not be a Chris Bell game tonight, right? Right, Um, You know, if Benny's rebounding, maybe you play Benny with Malik Brown with Jesse Edwards. I think that's a possibility. Um, You you need help on the glass, and you know, Armando Baycott. It starts with him with North Carolina. He is a beast. He's leading the ACC in rebounding. He's third in scoring. He's third in field goal percentage. You know, he was the ACC preseason player of the year. He is playing like it. He's playing like the best player in the conference, the most dominant player in the conference. And uh, they have to do their best to keep him in check. You're not going to stop him, but if you can keep him in check and not let him dominate, I do think that's going to be a, a key piece to this game. And, and we can certainly talk to Alan Griffin about this coming up later on in our number one.
1: I also feel this is, you know, people hate hearing this. It's a young team. I feel like if they finally get one of these quad ones or big wins, it has the potential to change the trajectory of the season. You get one, and then you're like, "Why not?" Like it completely. Sometimes it's when you got a young team, they just don't know better, and they go out and they beat a good team. This team didn't do that; they've gotten smoked pretty much by every good team but Miami that they faced. You know, and you're going with the three Virginia, uh, Illinois, and yeah. yeah. And it's time to it's time to get one. It is time to get one. And and
0: sometimes with young teams, to your point, you gotta learn how to win these kinds of games. And and maybe they've gotten to that point. And we're seeing signs that they're playing better basketball. We're seeing signs that they're starting to I, I do think they're starting to turn a corner, but you you really can't say that until they, they get one of these kinds of wins. And you know, regardless of whether this is a quad one or quad two tonight, this would be their best win. I don't think Without there's any doubt. doubt about that. You know, Virginia Tech right now is their best win. Vod Tech's 50th. Um, you know, North Carolina is North Carolina. This this would be their best win. And you're right, maybe it can springboard them. And then they go on the road against Vod Tech. They've got Virginia next Monday. And if you can win, I know you said, you know, win all of them. Even if you can win two of them, which I, I realize is a, is a big if, you win two of them. You know that that continues the momentum. You know now you're talking eight and four in the conference. I mean they're six and three in the conference right now. And they're in a five way tie for third. So if you can win this game, you know you maintain that third place position in the ACC. And and as you said, maybe you can build some momentum and and go on a little bit of a run here and and make things interesting. Right now it's uh, you know they they got a long way to go. But if you win tonight, and now all of a sudden it seems doable. To your point.
1: Yeah, it'd be nice if they came out like a Tesla. Tonight, too, instead of a K-car, went 0-60 to 60 pretty quick. Instead of, you know, like I think of my K-car. You know, digging themselves
0: an eight-point deficit in the first four <laughs> yeah, minutes. My,
1: my first car was a K-car, and I could floor it, and it would get to 30 in about two <laughs> minutes. Uh, but, no, they got, they've they got to come out against these guys. It's not a team you can come back against. Like, you can't give 11 points to North Carolina. They're experienced. Your press isn't going to do to them what it does to to other teams.
0: The one thing I will say to that is that falling down by eleven to Carolina is not the same as falling down by eleven to Virginia because Carolina wants to play fast and and so there will be more possessions. To your point, though, they're they're obviously very good and very talented, and you don't want to fall behind this team. But I, it's it, there's going to be a game of runs tonight. I mean, there, there's a lot of possessions. They play fast. And, you know, Syracuse is playing faster than we've seen in recent years. Um, this could be a relatively up-tempo game.
1: You know, I've been lucky enough in my job to sit in on Coach Beheim's pregame talks with the team. And every year it's the same t- thing with North Carolina, whether it's Hubert Davis or Roy Williams as the coach. Get back on defense. Yeah. These guys will score on you before you even take two steps backwards. You've got to be back on defense. Against this team, they will they will beat you down court.
0: Yeah, they will, and you can't give up easy baskets. You yeah. got to make it tough on them. Um, and they are at their best when they're fast breaking and getting up and down the floor and getting easy baskets. Make them work for it. You know, they they may beat you
1: tonight. Make them work for it. Yeah. though. Um, they, uh, Syracuse can't lose this game. It's at if we're getting at that point, can't lose home games. Well, you're starting to
0: run out of opportunities, right? I mean, we we just said that this week you've got three in a row coming up. Um but you're starting, you know, the, the the season is wearing thin. You got a month and a half left. But you've got nothing in the quad one category. It'd be you nice got, if they just came out and punched him in the nose, Steve. Yeah. That would be nice. That would be nice. We haven't seen it though. We haven't yeah. really we haven't really seen it uh from this team uh coming out of the gates. They've been starting slow. Let's hope that doesn't happen tonight.
1: Yeah. I, d- I don't know why, but I don't get. Syracuse is what four point dogs? It's three now, I believe. Whoa, that's weird, right? That's little a little bit. That's a, what we like to call a fishy line. Yeah, uh, an uh, orange nation. The Virginia Tech uh, Duke last night was a fishy line, and it, it was fishy for a reason. Tech won the game. Virginia Tech was favored last night by two. It's four and a half now. It's gone up
0: according oh, I, to I, our
1: according to our expert gambling degenerate Jordan.
0: Oh, it went. I see. Okay, I thought it went the other way. I got you. I, I was under the impression it opened at four and a half. All right, so it's it's up to four and a half now. Either way, it, that's a winnable game. It's, it's very much a, a
1: – it feels like a toss-up game when you're talking in the three, four-point range. But also, we are talking here about Syracuse. They've not beaten a good team, a quad one or a quad two team. You know, like, like it doesn't happen. Virginia Tech, that's it, right? You know – What does Vegas see that they think they're going to be within four points? Is it because it's a home game? Because I've I've learned from you guys if it's within three, it's a toss-up, you know, right? Right, yeah. And, I mean, let's be honest, Carolina's been inconsistent this year, too. And and they're
0: playing better basketball of late. But, um, you know, they haven't looked like the team that made a Final Four run a year ago. And it's a little bit head-scratching because they... Well, they didn't
1: look like a team that was going to make a Final Four run going into the year. Like they were bad in the regular season last year. No, I understand.
0: But you would think... You know, last year we saw what kind of potential they have and then they brought basically everybody back. Um, no Brady Manic, but I mean essentially everybody else was back. They're the preseason number one, and they got out of the gate slowly. Um and they're starting to play better as well, but i they've been inconsistent. And SU's been inconsistent. And I it's a it's a home game for the Orange. Syracuse, I think. There's no question they're a desperate team right now. They, you know, we've been talking about how they they need a quad one, uh, you know, win. Again, this is just on the the edge of quad one into quad two. It's quad two right now, but this would be a really good win. It's a, it would be a signature win for your resume as it stands right now against and a high payroll. They're gonna play a little de-
1: with some desperation tonight, I would think. Who's got a higher payroll, Miami or North Carolina? you think with like nil. You yeah. Said? That's a weird thing to talk I mean, there's a lot of NIL we could talk about today at some point on this show. But, right, North Carolina got all of their players back from a championship run because of NIL. Basically. Yeah, right. I
0: would say that Carolina.
1: But, you know, you look at what Miami did. They and, may have one player in Miami that's got more than right.
0: everybody. Right. I know it's a good question. My 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 guess would be Carolina is the answer to that is question. There, a,
1: is there a website that tracks payrolls for yeah, right. college teams now?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm, if there
1: isn't one, I'm sure that it's right around the corner. I, uh, you know, we'll talk about this later, but I was on syracuse.com and I read that article about Weitzman bringing in the player today. It gave me the Willies.
0: Yeah. About he's, you know, how he's made, uh, made offers to, yeah, but he's like bringing guys. a kid I to the game tonight. Yeah.
1: And that doesn't seem right. Like sitting courtside, that doesn't, I mean, that's what, that, that, that... two years ago, you'd be, you'd be out of the tournament. And, uh, right. You know, right, right. Blacklisted. But for, I mean, that's that's what recruiting
0: is. Is they would give him good seats. They would bring him in for a big game like this. The not, difference now is that you're, you
1: know, you're you're putting an offer
0: on the table yeah. in addition to yeah, that. Yeah,
1: but he can't recruit either. He's just offering the kid a job basically, right? Without talking about the bad. But a lot but of at zeros at, on the on. But the table. at the basketball game of the team you would put, it's just weird. Yeah, weird. it is
0: weird. It is weird. I, I'm just saying it, it's not much different. But Syracuse isn't the only one doing it, right? And you know, I was going to say it's not much, that much different than what used to happen, other than you know now th- there's there's money associated with it, and everything's you know it wouldn't be, on the up and up,
1: yeah. And there wouldn't be an article of the paper yeah, about right, it, and, right. and you wouldn't be sitting right in the eye shot of a TV camera. It's
0: weird. No, but you would know. No, it, but that's not 100 percent true. You would know that a big recruit was coming to town. Like you would know. Well, yeah, you always do. But see, right. but you
1: didn't know like
0: the the deals yeah, that yeah, we yeah, going right, on, right? Right, right
1: well that's why it's different yeah that's why it's different and that does i mean that makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable um someone right. in the chat is asking how is it not a violation it's not it's not that's what nil d- does now miami does it north carolina did it. it this is how this is the new world get used to it right and I mean, as long as the university isn't
0: paying it's got to yeah. be
1: somebody from outside the university yeah and as long as it's not the kid isn't taking the money to go to the school. It's to do, do work, work for yeah. you. Know, it's, yeah. re- it's really weird. It's a weird new world. And they're going to have to make rules, but right now, there are none.
0: Yeah. We can continue this conversation. We do have to hit a timeout. We've got John oh, Schmelk from the New York Giants set so to that. join us next, back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on
1: QSportstalk.com. <laughs> Build-up is intense for this song, Steve. This hour of Orange Nation is brought to you by Elite Wealth Management Group, your GPS to financial planning, Steve. It takes a minute to get going. This one's called "Hello Again." Hello again. Hello. He's got a set of pipes on him. Yes, he does. And Neil Diamond can sing. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm breaking any. Uh, you said you tried to impress a girl by taking her to a Neil Diamond concert. That didn't go so hot. But, I, I mean, she's, she just wasn't a fan? Or? At the Carrier Dome. No, she was. It just, like, you when, when you're in your 20s and you say, hey, let's go to Neil Diamond, like, what? <laughs> so this was a while ago. Yeah. he. It was called In the Round. I think I've told this story on the air. And the, the power went out at the Dome, and he took his pants off. And he stood there with, he goes, well, this is embarrassing. I might as well make it fully embarrassing. And he stood in his underwear until they fixed it because he was embarrassed. Really? Yeah. Huh. You may have told it. I don't remember that story. Maybe somebody else was at that show. You know what? It's time for Steve. Hello again to the match game. It's nothing like the match game. It just has the word blank in the questions. So it made me think of the... The match game, and it's a it's a segment where we try and predict what's going to happen in the North Carolina game, in the game of the day. Ready for question number one? Sure. Assists have come from many different players this year. Steve Blank will lead the team in assists. Giving you the minutes tonight. Did Joe Gerrard have seven last game? Did I see that correct?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's been very good in that category um, of late. You know, Jesse's been chipping in well, with that's the Well
1: That's where I was leading this game because I feel like they're big guys. They're going to double Jesse. That but could I, happen. But also, Jesse, does North Carolina need to double Jesse? And that might be a good question to ask to ask Griff because yeah. they're big. Um, yeah, I mean, Judah had six last game. Joe had seven.
0: It's going to be a fast-paced game up and down. Yeah. Um, Yeah, give me... uh, This song is an earworm, dude. Give me Judah. I mean, Judah's last three games, he's got nine assists against Notre Dame, six against Miami, six against Georgia Tech.
1: Give me Judah. Give me Joe Girard. So we can't pick the same one. That's boring. I agree, Steve. That's boring radio. I'm going to be edgy and pick... Edgy, okay. I'm going to pick the most hated player in Syracuse history. Go Joe Girard. All right, you ready to have some fun? Yes. Question number two. Armando Baycott is so big. How, How big is, is he? he? Thank you for playing along with me. He will out-rebound Syracuse's highest rebounder by blank. You could even go negative if you think that a player at Syracuse will have more rebounds than him.
0: Um, I will say
1: three. I was going five, Steve. That's a lot. Five. That's a big spread. It's a lot of spread. Yeah, five more than the the leading. Because if Jesse gets like,
0: 10, Jesse gets in foul trouble. That if he be gets a problem.
1: ten, and then Baycat gets 15. 15? yeah, that's a lot of rebounds. How many rebounds is it? <laughs> it's five more. <laughs> What's his highest of the game of the year? I have? was just
0: going by his uh, average. His average. Um, he's he's averaging under twelve, I think, per game. Let me let me just double check here. Hold on, let me restart the song. Uh, he is yeah, he's averaging 11 and a half, 11.6. So if you're going by Jesse's averages, Jesse's averaging what, fourteen ish? No, 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 no. He's he's leading. The, it, Armando Beka is leading the conference with eleven and a half. Oh, well. uh, Jesse is ten point eight, number two. Drunk? Jesse's one you, behind.
1: Okay. I'm going five. It's That's a, a lot, lot of spread. That is a lot. I hope you're wrong. Here is our next question. UNC has been a disappointment this year as being the preseason number one. This will be a quad blank win at the end of the season if Cuse pulls the upset. Well, if Cuse pulls the upset, then Carolina's is going to drop a little
0: bit, and then they're going to have to make up even more, ground. even more ground to get in the top 30.
1: My gut tells me that this is going to be a quad one at the end of the year. I'm going to go quad two, Steve. Okay. If this was the match game, we would be matching because I agree with you on most of these. So I got to be different though. It's the unmatched game. We'll call it. How close to not being a? How close to being a quad one is North Carolina?
0: So you? they're thirty-two right now. They got to be top thirty. So oh. if they lose, they're going to drop a little bit. Yes. You would think, but I, I let me just look at the the rest of their schedule here. As long as we're as long as we're chatting, uh, Pittsburgh, Duke. At Wake, Clemson, Miami—I mean, they—they they, they do have a tough stretch coming up. They've got Virginia again. They've got Duke two more times. Um, they're gonna have to beat some teams. But again, with with the opportunity, means there's more opportunity to move up. So, my gut tells me they'll be in the inside of the top
1: thirty. I tend to agree with you, but I'll go too because I've got to be different. Joe Girard is scoring at a high clip. He will take blank amount of shots. He will take take blank amount of shots. Uh, well, he's, he's gone
0: 20 plus in the last two games. Um, again, more possessions tonight, which means more shots. I'll say, I'll, I'll put him
1: right at 20. I'll, I'll say he takes 20 shots tonight. I'm going to go with 17, Steve. Syracuse has been under 10 turnovers in its past two games, Steve. Syracuse will have blank amount of turnovers tonight against North Carolina.
0: I think they're going double digits tonight again, faster pace. Carolina's more athletic. Um again, more possessions means more opportunities to turn over. I'll say I'll say like 12 or 13. You need a number. I'll say I'll
1: say 13. I'll go 9. Single digits. Yes. 9 is my number. All right, one more for you. Steve Judiments has struggled against top echelon team. Judah Mintz will have blank amount of turnovers tonight against the Tar Heels of North Carolina from Chapel Hill.
0: I will say that he will have
1: three. Three. I was going to say five. I was Go going with three or four, but I, I think he's going to play well tonight. I expect him to play well. Ryan Mullen going ten. Wow. That's exciting. That's a great—you'll see—all right, if he's near 10, you want your torch. you will see <laughs> right. your Torrance if he's near 10 turnovers. I was going to say, he, I don't think he will be, allow, uh, <laughs> be allowed
0: to get to 10.
1: <laughs> yeah, even I will be, why the hell is he on the court at this point? Yeah. And then. That's fun. I like that game. I do too, Steve. One of my genius ideas. I got two of them. Artist of the day. And the, unmatched the, match, game. the match game, which is really nothing
0: like the match game. We we should make it into like listeners call in and we try to match. We we should do that.
1: They they um, pick their answer, like the the listener answers, and we have all of our answers written down prior to the show. And then they call in and try and match us. Steve, would you like to do that? We could give them a pair of tickets to a game maybe. I think that would be fun. Um,
0: just uh, on a side note here, just in regards to his turnovers, Um He's only had, I'm going to ask you a question. He's only, Judah has had four, or has had more than four turnovers
1: in blank amount of games this year. Uh, okay, so Miami, uh, Illinois, uh, wasn't Bryant, that's for sure. Uh, four, four games. Twice it's happened. It happened in Miami,
0: and it happened against Richmond. Oh. He, actually, he had he had four turnovers against Illinois. Man, he's terrible.
1: That guy stinks.
0: So, again, the- Worst time year. Uh, The smart money is on three or four turnovers tonight. He's had four a few times. He's had three a few times.
1: All right, Govendo is playing along. He's turned into Gene Rayburn in the chat. Steve Blank will be the biggest deficit for Syracuse in the first half. That's a good question. Hold on, hold on. I gotta do this. So this is from (laughs) Govendo. Blank will be the biggest deficit for Syracuse in the first half. This uh,
0: this music is not as annoying as the yodeler from Price Is Right. (laughs) Thank goodness.
1: Um, I will say eight. I go Syracuse will uh, four. Four.
0: That, that would uh, constitute a good start if they don't fall by, behind by more than four.
1: Yeah, they, they, yeah four in the first half. Are
0: Second. they winning tonight? Oh,
1: that's the most important thing. No. I can't. I can't. Like, they might, but I can't. I can't with good can't faith, predict it until you see it. I can't with good faith think this team's gonna finally pull off a big win, right? They've done nothing to show me that it's in the cards. I mean, they
0: were right there with Miami, and that was a road game. They just they didn't close the deal.
1: North Carolina's been awful on the road. Yes, one and four. Right? Did, did a little show prep. Not a good road team. So who knows? Who knows? They could do it, but if I I wouldn't touch this game with a ten foot pole. But.
0: Well, you can't. So uh, Until
1: they do it, I'm going to uh, yeah.
0: we'll wait and see approach. Yes. All right. We will uh, We will hear. You can kill the music now. We'll hear from I Alan can? Griffin. Yes, we're done. We're done with that. I know you enjoy it. We'll, we'll do it again on Friday leading into Syracuse, Virginia Tech. We've got Alan Griffin set to join us next on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Orange Nation Neil Diamond, our artist of the day This one, Love on the Rocks My dad used to hear this song and say Jin was the love of his life
2: Love on the rocks
1: How many number ones? Two? Three, Three. No
2: surprise.
1: Look, This is my favorite Neil Diamond song Just pour me a drink And i tell you some lies
0: Is there a reason? no,
1: No Just because no. it reminds me of my know. dad's stupid joke that's a good reason. That gin was the love of his life. That's a good reason. Loved it on the rocks. All right, Jordan is in here. I find warmth in my dad's alcoholism. <laughs> What's up, Jordan? We at, we we don't have a segment title for this one?
2: No, because I just have one thing I want to talk Generic about. Generic Jordan segment. Da, 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 da. This segment's got no name, but we got to fill some time. It would be GJ3, we'll call it. I'm in. Generic Jordan I'm in. Well, I was going to let this one go because this stems from an incident on Friday, but it keeps coming up. So you guys heard this whole Shannon Sharp deal, right? Shannon Sharp, Friday, courtside, Lakers, Grizzlies, gets into it with Dylan Brooks of the Grizzlies. Apparently he said, you're too small to guard him. Brooks had comments back. Shannon Sharp tried to fight the entire team. That is until Steven Adams. They didn't want
1: his smoke, as he said.
2: Exactly. They, like, interviewed him at halftime. The whole thing was weird, but I have two things. I have two things. I want to start with LeBron James. Approaching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record, yes, but that doesn't mean he's perfect. You guys have seen many times over the years LeBron James pointing out to security, oh, this guy, this guy's chirping me, kick him out. Right? You guys have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So how in the world can LeBron James say this, what he said in regards to the incident and how he feels about Shannon Sharpe's behavior. I ride with
0: Shannon. 265 65 66 on the leap year, 24-7. So that's my guy.
1: So I always, I always I mean, His voice like, is so deep, it's like a, a dog a sharp, whistle. Blessed,
0: man, you for can't for sure. hear it. He said that's my guy. Yeah, the ride or die yeah. or something
2: like that. I think most of the stuff was understood before you started talking over it. But for translation... Yeah, you couldn't understand a word he said Steve, could you understand what Rich said? Shannon, don't answer that. 265
0: 66 on the leap year, 24 seven. So that's my guy. So I his
1: <laughs> I didn't realize he was that deep. The voice is deeper than a
2: Thoreau novel. I want to leave. Let's get to the segment. So LeBron's defending Shannon Sharp because that's his guy. That's doesn't, what you do. Doesn't in that come off incredibly hypocritical Absolutely. for a guy who gets people kicked out at will? Absolutely. But that's what you do, kid. If he's
1: your ride or die, 365, 200 some odd days a year, whatever it is, yes, you do that. You're a hypocrite for your friends. You back them up, even if it makes you look dumb.
2: Even if he's wrong,
1: I call even you. Even if it sets a bad yes, precedent. Yes. If anybody came at you, I'd be, I'd be like, Jordan's my ride <laughs> or die, three six five.
0: Then you could call me a dog. I thought you. Were, I thought <laughs> they almost came out. Of him. He's my no, dog. No. Yes.
1: You're gonna be a hypocrite in that situation because yes, he, you're he's backing he's very, your guy up.
0: Very hypocritical.
2: Um, But you got to back your guy, right? Yeah, right.
0: I I get why you're both right. You're both right.
2: So here's why I'm bringing it up. You're my Shannon Sharp. After all that, and after Shannon Sharp was like, you don't want the smoke, I'm going to do this, he kind of tucked his tail between his legs and apologized.
0: As you probably have heard or have seen, Friday night um, at the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. Um, You know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years responsibility and accountability, and I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up and I let it get out of hand.
2: Is he drunk, you think? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Cause, so you got to think it's like a courtside media credential. Like, what's he doing? You're saying was he drunk at the game? Yeah, no, I don't think it was a credential. He was just sitting there in the high roller seats, right? Even if he didn't have a credential, you're a media guy. I, I don't understand how he can behave that way. I feel like he was probably forced to apologize. first. I part. think he was forced Absolutely. to apologize. And especially
0: because of what just happened with Skip Bayless and how Skip Bayless had to come on and apologize and Shannon Sharp wasn't on the show. It and shows
1: a train wreck. It, it,
0: it, it is. And I... Some of it to me feels like it's, I don't want to say scripted. Like, I don't think that that altercation was necessarily scripted, but I think, you know, being the instigator and, I mean, it's not its not bad for ratings, right? What happened? Because we're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. Maybe it gets some more eyeballs on that show. You know, what, what Skip did and then he apologized and what Shannon Sharp just did and he apologized. You want me
1: to yell at Amando Baycott tonight? You can't, you can't guard can't. Jesse.
0: I mean, it's, uh, you said a radio guy got kicked out of a game. Like, yeah. that would
1: make headlines. People would be
0: talking about us. Be talking about you anyway.
1: I would never behave that way sober. <laughs> I just can't get over the, the that, like, I'm not a cardigan guy. That's a $3,000 cardigan he's wearing. That's why you were asking me how much I would pay for a sweater or a shirt. Yeah, gotcha.
2: I know I work in radio. I've never heard of Greg Lauren. Should I know this guy?
1: I don't know. Apparently, we don't know. I said, "Uh, the, who who did I buy jeans for?" Kenneth Cole jeans, and someone didn't know that. Do you know who Kenneth Cole is? Yes.
2: I don't know who Greg Lauren is. Apparently, he's charging three thousand dollars. It's Ralph's brother. I going like to say related to Ralph. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing, man. Seven thousand dollar Nike Dior shoes, three thousand dollar cardigan, and bros trying to get in a street fight on the court. I don't know.
1: You're over it. What's the most you'd pay for a shirt, Jordan? Steve, where were you?
0: Well, you said I, I I would normally pay around like forty bucks. Okay, no, no, Hulk. I, I, I could... You're
1: going to the Lakers game to sit front row. But you still have the same budget. I'd probably Trick go. Question. I'd probably I spent go. All my
2: money on the Lakers tickets. Now I'm poor. Yeah,
1: right. I I probably go up to a hundred.
0: I feel like anything over a hundred is. Is this just a t-shirt?
2: Is this just a standard t-shirt? No, no. Like you're dressing up for the Laker game. Like a dress shirt. Yeah. Ooh. Or like a nice cardigan. I would never do it, but I feel like it's acceptable to like go into triple digits if it's a nice dress shirt you're gonna take care of. Maybe.
1: I don't think I could ever spend a hundred dollars on a shirt for no matter what.
0: That seems like the cutoff. I feel like up to is, I don't know.
1: It, I, I, it feels like a lot to me too, Paul. It's Ralph's nephew. Oh, is it? I was joking. I don't know if that's true or not. Because <laughs> okay. the chat said it, but there you go. All right. I guess it would make sense. You know what? Color? Pants. Where are we on pants? I'd go hunt one fifty on pants. What? Or a, yeah, like suits, probably about four
2: hundred. Well,
1: suit is a different story. Yeah. Shoes,
2: I I just walk around Goodwill and beg when I need a suit coat. Shoes, I would do like I buy
1: my shoes at Marshalls. They have the name, but they're cheap. I'd go up to like one fifty for shoes. Sneakers, same.
2: That could just keep going up. Sneakers, like like I feel depends. like
1: Jordan Jordan seems like a kid that would go astronomical with the sneakers, whether or not he had the money or not.
2: I wish I could, but (laughs) I used to.
1: All right. I don't want to
0: keep our next guest waiting as we talk about the-
2: Shannon Sharp's cardigan, Carolina blue.
0: There you go. It was. And uh, we will- Sneakers. Jordans. That's great. And we will talk with the, uh, (laughs) the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Jones Angel joins us next on ESPN Radio.